1: What's coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but the Bible teaches there's a time to laugh, and how true is that now? The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think, I'm pretty sure we can just do a countdown, and we'll be pretty close. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use. Some of us will, some of us won't. Some of us like to listen, some of us like to do. If we could be a little bit more doers, that would be a little bit better for us. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Well, we did pay the radio rent, so that's a big reason why. Also, Bible trivia for fake, and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds, where I'll miss all of the correct intros there as well. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we really don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian You know, like after you had surgery on your leg like seven and a half months ago, and then you go out to the mailbox and open up the mailbox thinking there'll be something cheery there, and you open it up and there's a new bill for $1,986 that somebody just forgot to send you. That kind of thing. How do you handle it? Here's the bottom line. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question... We don't want it to die of loneliness. We want you to have that chance to share. Uh, not so much a kvetch, but it's cool to ask questions. It's great to share praise reports. It's awesome when you share something that you need help with and that we can join in that struggle. That is fulfilling the law of Christ. That is carrying one another's burdens. We give a shout-out and praise to Kirk. We've been praying for Kirk uh, uh, for the last uh, several weeks, and uh, he did get some information. He was having some lung problem. Thus far, not cancer. Praise the Lord. I mean, that's what we're asking for, just grace all the way around. We've got so many other things that are taking place. I I just want you to be able to feel uh, comfortable enough to reach out. Sometimes it gets a little scary uh, to call, so we give you a couple other ways to do that, to contact us. First thing you can do is you can call us, though, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you'll end up talking to Captain Chris. You know what that's like? That's like getting new batteries that you get to use your thumbs with to put them into things. What's better than that? And then you will be... Come on, that's a good one. <laughs> <Come> on. <laughs> You're lucky I didn't say new thumbs and new batteries. I just said thumbs, You're not new thumbs. I'm just saying. Uh, also, you can reach to us by text. That's the very safe way to do it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, be uh, in that place where, okay, I want to share, but I don't want to share too much. I don't want to be too vulnerable. Totally cool. Just reach out to us at 214-210-8483 on the text. That's 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. You can also send an email, david at mustincrease.org. It's not complex. We want to make sure you do that. It's not King David. It's not kind David. It's not anything David. Well, it could be dum-dum David, but that's really not how that works. So david at org. That would be the email. And then we're going to send you up to the website, and I want to let you know a couple things before I send you to the website. Uh, money is always an issue for us because we're just not a big-dollar ministry. I mean, I don't know any other way to say it. Everything that comes in, whether it's a $5 or $15 or $50, we love it. It's great. It helps us, and we use it to advance the kingdom of God and to keep pushing forward. So keep on working on that. If you're not able to do $60, I do ask you to give us 60 seconds that you can pray for us, never feel bad about not giving. Perhaps the Lord will put you in a position where you can do that. That would be awesome. While you're on the website, not just about the giving, there is the video that tells you about the ambassador's initiative, tells you what it's all about, tells you it's not a quota. We don't send you stuff and say, well, we expect a report from you. The last thing I will do on this planet is expect reports from people. Hint, hint, school, school, get it? Anyhow, it is an opportunity. And if you'd like some brochures, we will be glad to send them to you. No charge. Check out he must
0: Prayer request. He must Praise report. He must Looking to give to this ministry? He must Confused by what's happening right now? He must He must There
1: you go. I still think that's somebody falling on their head on a cymbal on a drum set. That's what I think. It's like a small person going, bam! <laughs> that's, just, that's just what I'm going with. Uh, Al points out that, Dave, whoever gets a bill like that, you should be thankful as the Lord will bring you through it. We are thankful that it wasn't another $1,000. <laughs> I can tell you that. Uh, no, we, we understand. It's just one of those things where you're like, it's eight months ago. Don't you think I've gone through enough? Anyhow uh bottom line is we're going to move forward in some of our material i want to pray for ukraine and usa uh and the reason that i've lumped them together is because i thought it was really good for us to be praying for ukraine every day on the show we've been praying for it right i mean why would you not i mean that would be the way to go about it and then you think about our own country and we're like wow Kind of tough stuff in a few different places here or there, and people are kind of losing it. I don't know if you hear about the church, some people that are going to churches on purpose on Sunday and then creating big uh, ruckuses in the churches. They're doing that on purpose. Isn't that nice? But let's pray for our country and for Ukraine. Father, we come before you right now, and we thank you for your graciousness that you have enabled us, even as a people, to go this long that we have not self-destructed before. And in your kindness and in your mercy, please pour out your Holy Spirit into leaders' hearts. The Bible says, your word says, the king's heart, the king's heart is in the Lord's hands. Please direct those hearts towards you, not away from you. We need your wisdom into their lives for our country. And we ask for peace for Ukraine and the outpouring of the gospel and protection for those people that are willing to sacrifice their lives and to share about the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ. Keep them safe. We pray for these countries. We pray for your help. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. That's what we're trying to get to, Lord. Help us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, so I have a huge, huge announcement. I had a huge thing in my throat there, but now I have a huge announcement that I'll make in the next uh, segment. So, Chris, if I forget to do the announcement, uh, however you want to do it, you can throw something at the window. I don't think it'll break because you don't have very many sharp things there, do you? Do you have anything sharp over there? Just a couple. Okay. Don't use those. Okay. Right. Uh, but in the meantime, we get back to the word. Let's get into it. First Peter chapter two is what we are in, and we are First Peter chapter two, and we are roughly at about verse eleven or so, and it says, "This beloved, I urge you as foreigners and exiles." to abstain from the desires of the flesh which war against your soul. I just want to talk about this. It doesn't take a really long time to understand where Peter's coming from. Peter giving up everything in his life to to really to be the apostle he was in the context that he he was certainly willing to prioritize the gospel and do that above and beyond everything else. The failure that he had, he he found redemption from his really big failure. You think, well he only messed up one time. <laughs> Missed up a ton of times. I mean, Jesus looked right at him and said, get behind me, Satan. And that's not the denial one. I mean, this guy was having a tough time. But the Lord brought him back from every one of those things to be one of the most powerful human beings in the last 2,000 years. That's the truth. And so he's writing to us and he says this, I urge you as foreigners and exiles. So I decided, you know, those are really unique words. Their transliterations have a couple of different plays in them. And so I thought, I'll look it up. And I want to see what that really means. And a foreigner is a person, listen to this, belonging to or owing allegiance to a foreign country. And the Lord God, through the Holy Spirit, is saying to you and to me— you know, you're foreigners, right? Like on the planet, like this is not it, right? Just visiting, right? I mean, that's how it should be. We're foreigners in this, and we're exiles. And exile means to the state or a period of voluntary or involuntary absence from one's country or home. We are in a voluntary context, part of it, and then the other part of it's involuntary. We are in this place, when we're absent from our home. We're not there. We're not at home. Why are we not at home? Because we're not with the Lord. And so it's just not comfortable. I say, As much as we want to make our lives fantastic and enjoy all these little elements and do what we can to enjoy certain aspects of life, both healthy and unhealthy, the reality check is that we will never have the fullness of peace apart from our Creator, and that will never have that fullness of connection with Him until we're at His house. It's like when we're at His place, where He is. And so until that time... Even young people are like, no, but in Jerusalem. (laughs) Listen, living in God's living room is a lot better than living anywhere else. (laughs) Okay, that's, you know, I don't know if there's a TV there or not, probably not, but that's not the point. The point is the best place to be is in the presence of the Lord. And until we get there, we will always be foreigners and exiles on this planet. They're all freaking out about the planet, trying to put a band-aid on on this planet. We're the people, and first, and the rest of this uh, chapter is gonna. They're looking for the new heavens and the new earth. We want an old one fixed up. We want a new one. Thank you. All right, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere.
0: Captain Chris here from the David Spoon Experience. I help coordinate the radio show, and we're looking for a few good people to join our crew and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of the radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, gee, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Me too! The truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you already have all that you need to have to be part of this ministry. Uh, but Chris, don't I need to be perfect? (laughs) No! Just go to hemustincrease.org, that's hemustincrease.org, click on the three lines at the top right of the website, and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Fill out the form, and... And we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position, so you may appeal to a higher power. What is the David Spoon experience?
1: Now, if anybody gets offended at this, I apologize that you have no sense of humor. Okay. Uh, like that? That's a good line. <laughs> Bam, bam. All right, uh, here's the first one. A pastor was leaving his area and was saying farewell to his congregation at the church door for the last time. He shook the hand of an elderly lady as she walked out. She said, your successor won't be as good as you. Well, nonsense, said the pastor in a flattered tone. No, really, said the old lady. I've been here under five different ministers, and each new one has been worse than the last. (laughs) Ouch, <laughs> the ouch. but this one, this is the one that's going to offend people, which is irony, right? Because that's more offensive than this is, and this is just too, f- and if you guys get offended at this, I, you know, take a, take a week off the show, <laughs> but, Uh it seems there was a minister who had just all of his remaining teeth pulled and new dentures were being made. The first Sunday, he only preached 10 minutes. The second Sunday, he preached 20 minutes. But the third Sunday, he preached an hour and 25 minutes. When asked about this by some of the congregation, he responded this way. The first Sunday, my gums were so sore it hurt to talk. The second Sunday, my dentures were hurting a lot. The third Sunday, I accidentally grabbed my wife's dentures and I couldn't stop talking. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like
1: any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No,
0: I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his
1: perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. Oh, welcome back. That David Spoon experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're getting ready for our first trivia question. These are kind of all under the title ordained before birth, kind of thing. Here is your first one What strong man was ordained before birth to deliver Israel from the Philistines? What was his name? What strong man was ordained before birth to deliver Israel from the Philistines? If you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us in one of our one of our uh, wonderful three ways. Uh, What is it? Oh yeah, call. (laughs) I had to think about what that was. Is that sad or what? I had to think about how did they get a hold of us?
0: Fun day Monday.
1: Oh yeah, there it is right here. Fun day Monday. Uh 972-445-0770. Uh somebody's already calling in. 214-210-8483. And then the email part of that is David at he must increase dot org. So nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. That's the number. Uh two one four-two one zero eight four eight three on the text. And then uh he must uh, David at he must increase dot org.
0: Easy for you to say.
1: Yeah, not really. <laughs> Apparently not today. Um, I do want people to know, so I want people caught up on things. And so I, with that, can I person hold for just a second? okay, good. Uh, let me say this real quickly. I have gotten through 98% of all of my schooling for this class three weeks early. It's so early that I got a note for real – from the uh, from the powers that be at the school going, are you still in the class? You haven't submitted anything in a while. And it's like, that's because I submitted all this stuff early. So anyway, I had to get a thing. That's uh, just weird. Anyway, I'm just really, really happy. But the problem is uh, Aunt Deb, we're going to talk about Aunt Deb in a split second. Aunt Deb was right. When you get most of it done, she goes, you're going to hit a wall. And there was nothing to do. So on Saturday, I kind of cleaned up everything that I could clean up. And then Sunday, I'm like, now what? <laughs> It was so funny, like one day later. So uh, I really need wisdom and prayer, not just for the ministry, just for my life. Okay? I'll leave it there. Uh, and then the last thing to tell you, and then we'll take the caller. Today is Aunt Deb's birthday. So we do, do we have a song for a little aunt, every Aunt Deb? Let's do it. Let's play it. Happy birthday, Aunt Deb! I sent her two things. One, you're not old for a tree, and then two, <laughs> and then two, you're not you're not that old. Or no no no, 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 you are old, as old as when the Dead Sea was still sick. I did use that one. Okay. All right, let's have the person call on through. This is Fun Day Monday. All right, here we go. Ding, ding! It's David. How can I help you? Yes, this is Gary. Hi, Gary. Nice to talk to you. Uh, singing out a happy birthday to our our good friend Aunt Deb as she uh, notches another one on the belt, so to speak. (laughs) Well, I've been praying for all of you. I prayed for all of you yesterday. Oh, I need it, brother. And I've I've been feeling the warfare, but I know that people are praying for me. And when you call and tell me that, it encourages me because it makes me think, yep, yep, somebody's petitioning the Lord on my behalf, and I need to know that, and it does help me every time you tell me that. I even prayed for your dogs. <laughs> you are so good. <laughs> Thank you. Now, that's why Bert had a good weekend. I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. Hey, what straw man was ordained before birth to deliver Israel from the Philistines? Uh, Samson. That is correct, sir! So he definitely had some chosen moments, he was still ordained to the Lord and uh, and did the job well. Did what he did, he did it well. So, excellent job, Gary. Great way to start us off. Okay, I'll keep praying for you. Thank you, brother. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right, so we got to, we're covering everything. All right, back to the text, because here's the part that, you know, most people like me until you get to this. So We are one of those people that teach about sin. Yeah, 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 sin's real. Okay? It's the biggest problem that could have possibly emerged, doing something contrary to God. So after the text where it says, beloved, I urge you as foreigners and exiles, which we just talked about, it says to abstain from the desires of the flesh, which war against your soul. So in theology, people will go, well, see, the old man's crucified, and because he's crucified, you should never have that problem. But see, that's misunderstanding how the application of salvation works. There is a judicial declaration about your position in God, and then until it is fully redeemed, until it is fully manifested, there is a practical application. So you have this uh, a positional application and a practical application. So, for example, you have been forgiven uh, for the sins you've committed, and because you've received that forgiveness, you will be able to spend eternity with the Lord. And from a technical point of view, when that is fully observed, there will be no more death. But guess what? People are still dying, even though there is that uh, element that we are free from that. So it's not been fully realized, but we are positionally that way, and then at the point that the Lord returns, it'll be fully realized. So what the text says is, hey, I am telling you, because you don't belong to this earth, because you are in exile, because you are a foreigner, because you are not really a part of this, because you are just visiting, uh, you need to abstain from the desires of your flesh. Now watch this. which. War against your soul. Now, I'm not an English major, and somebody can, who is an English major can call in and verify this, but when it says which war against your soul, that's present tense. I mean, it's not, it's not, it doesn't say which war against your soul. It's which war against your soul. It happens now. That's not even the problem. The problem is it tells us to abstain, and that's the problem. To abstain means to refrain deliberately, And often with some effort and self-denial. Ouch. Which really kind of just takes the finger poking right back at us and goes, okay, you guys stop that and a little less of that, a little less flesh there, a little less indulgent in the world there, pull it back some there, you don't have to do that there, and you're responsible. You're just sitting there going, ow and what it says by the way is this we're supposed to abstain so you 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 ref, refrain deliberately in the best sense to abstain means to don't stain it <laughs> that's just the best way to understand it to abstain means to don't create a stain oh okay <laughs> so every time we create a stain there's some drop of red some drop of red on the white sheets like ay 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 and the lord's like well, don't do that you don't got to do that Verse 12, conduct yourselves with such honor among the Gentiles that though they slander you as evildoers, they'll still see your good deeds and glorify God on the day that he visits. And that visit is not just visit and then take off again. Saying, "Oh, it's just stopping by to say hi." That's the day that he returns. That's how he wants. Peter's trying to frame the argument is that this is this whole thing is a temporary thing, and uh, we're all just kind of hanging out and visiting. And then there's going to come a time where Jesus is like, "That's it. We're done. Ding ding ding." The the Father sends the Son. It's over. And then that's it. And that's why Jesus used, Peter uses the phrase visit, and that's why Jesus used the phrase sleeping when somebody was dead. It's like, no, no, no. Only from our limited perspective do we see those kind of things. And the Lord's like going, expand it. Which I think is amazing because in the the Matthew text, where you're laying up for yourself treasures in heaven, not on earth, right there, that one verse alone should really just twist every one of us into a better life. Just with one verse, uh, "Lay up for yourself, treasures in heaven." But but the nope, that's what you got to do. You got to got to be investing in what's forthcoming, not in what you can find in gratific- gratification right now. It's like wow. So that's the command that we're getting from Peter. I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from the desires of the flesh. Don't stain it. Don't do it. Which war against your soul, that part of you that the Lord has renewed and brought back to life, is in conflict with the other part of you that's like, I don't like listening. I like sinning. And so it's a fight. And you got to pick the right side. Believe it or not, somewhere between your left and right ear is the determiner. On which kingdom you will advance by which decision you make, and then he says, "Conduct yourself with, with honor." the it, the issue is not can you oh you can, the issue is do we make the decision to seek to, and if we do, let's not be let's not be liars about it. I for me to overcome anything, I need God's help. I can't do it on my own. I mean, I have the power in the Lord, but I just sometimes I don't know how to use it. I love that line. That one line, we have the mind of Christ. Gee, wouldn't it be great if we could use it? (laughs) It's like we have it. We're just not using it. It's like, yeah, I get that. So we're supposed to conduct ourselves with honor so that no matter what anybody says, nobody says something to you about you or whatever, your good deeds will still be there, and you're doing those not so that you can say, look at me. I'm saved. I'm better than you. Ha-ha. You're doing them because you're trying to honor the Lord. You don't do good things so that you can impress other people, because quite frankly, it's not that impressive. But when you do it as unto the Lord, because you love the Lord, He likes that. Uh, that's a lot different. It's a lot different than a religion per se, which just lists a whole bunch of requirements and stuff like that. All right, uh, where do you to see where we're going in this next hour, third, fourth quarter? thing. There, you guys are going to go. This is the teaching of Nehemiah. (laughs) See what we do? It's uh, fantastic. We're not doing anything normal. Congratulations. Oh, by the way, don't forget to pray for Captain Chris, Don, and Jennifer. That's part of your requirements. I need you to be praying for them because without them, we can't do the show. Get it? Okay, cool. All right, we'll take a break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. my life it feels like running, running and, running and running. Uh, let's get into our text Colossians chapter we covered everything right okay Colossians chapter 3 verses uh 2 through 4 whatever you do or I'm sorry it's uh, actually Colossians three twenty-four. whatever you do do it enthusiastically is something done for the Lord and not for men, knowing that you will receive the reward of an inheritance from the Lord because you serve the Lord Jesus Christ. The scripture tells us that whatever we do, now we've gone through this a couple of times and we have to go through it uh, multiple more times to really grasp it, but that phrase, whatever we do, happens to mean whatever we do. That's what it means, and we're supposed to do it enthusiastically with an eagerness, not with an obnoxiousness, with an eagerness to do it as unto the Lord. So the things that we're required to do that we have to do, there should be a disposition, an attitude of enthusiasm that is connected to the Lord. It's not that you like to do everything, but if you can understand that in the doing of it unto the Lord— You're doing it with a different priority in mind. You understand that? In other words, what you do, do it unto the Lord and do it with this attitude of a full heart and an eagerness. I had somebody, I'll say her name, Susie Lopez was at the KPRZ. She was the marketing director. Uh, Susie did the marketing director for San Diego. She said something to me one time that was so profoundly simple, it was irritating because I had to do something for a client because that's what you had to do at Salem. And I was like, blah. All right. So she said, Dave, she goes, if you can't get out of it, get into it. And it was like, that was really good advice. If you can't remove yourself from it and you have to do it, at least do it right. I mean, do what you're going to do and do it with the right attitude, do it with the right spirit, do it with this uh, uh, better mindset. And I think she was more right than wrong. No, I'm not talking about doing bad things or anything like that. that's, That's weird stuff. I'm talking about doing it as unto the Lord and recognizing that when you do it that way, it is from the Lord and only the Lord that you will receive the true eternal reward. You might uh, go through whatever your process is, but when you do it as unto the Lord, you can recognize that the Lord is the one that brings the reward. And that's just living your life for the Lord. That's just good, right? I mean, that can't be a bad thing. The David Spoon Experience.